Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I am Ben Duncan, and this is a place where prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Salesforce Ohana share their stories. Welcome back to Talent Hub Talk. So if you listen to last week's episode, you'll know that we have now released our Salesforce salary survey results. If you're in the ANZ market already, hopefully you'll have received a copy on email. If not, jump on our website and you can download a copy from there. I know that uh, not everyone has the time to, to sit down and go over the whole document. Um, so I wanted to record a podcast today just to go over some of the interesting stats that we presented and the feedback we've had so far has been absolutely awesome. I know people have really, really enjoyed reading through and taken a lot of value from what we've presented, and that's made it all really worthwhile. And uh, we're, we're very proud of what we've uh, we've been able to achieve with this survey. If you do have the time, I, I do recommend jumping in and taking a look. If not, I'll try to go through as much as possible today, just so you've got a good understanding of our findings. So on the first real page of the survey results, there's some comments from me explaining why we did the survey uh, who it's for, how we did it, and uh, what we were looking to achieve. So just to, to go over that again, as I think it's really important. The reason we wanted to do the survey is because we weren't comfortable with a lot of the market information out there that's presented in the way of salary guides. And um, often they're, they're not um, necessarily completed or collected in a survey format. Um, they're, uh, they're sometimes presented by recruiters that um, you know, give their insight and their opinion on what the salaries are in the market. Um, often people are pigeonholed based on purely job title and years of experience. And uh, yeah, there's just so much more that goes into a Salesforce salary. So I think we wanted to to really capture as much information as possible. But most importantly, we wanted to ask the ANZ Salesforce community for their input rather than just giving our own opinion on the salaries. What else did we do to make it as targeted as possible? Well, we uh, we sent the survey links only to people that we know to be living in Australia or New Zealand, and only people we know to be in Salesforce roles right now. And we broke the surveys down into eight different categories, making sure that each person that received the link received the right link based on their skill set. We also gave them the option to request a different link if, if their skill set had changed from what we had classified them on in our own Salesforce org. Um, the links weren't shared anywhere else. They were only sent to people directly. They weren't on LinkedIn. They weren't um, open to just anyone to complete. So we asked people to provide the exact salary they're earning, the exact salary that they'll be looking to earn in the future as well. Um, so we weren't looking to provide a range. We wanted to try to get as accurate data as possible. So uh, yeah, that's why we did it. And I think we've achieved what we set out to do. So um, the first job title that we covered was Salesforce Administrator. What we looked to do, uh, again, we didn't want to pigeonhole people based on what we believe someone um, to be based on years of experience and, and things like that. And we wanted to understand, well, if someone is going to class themselves as junior or mid-level senior lead, and um, what does the average profile look like? of those people that are classing themselves at that level. So for every person, as an example, that class themselves as a junior administrator, we look to understand how many years of experience they had on average, how many certs, and what they were currently earning. So it wasn't us deciding that someone um, junior has this amount of experience in this many certs. This was based on the respondents um, choosing their own level, and then us analyzing what profile made up people that chose that level. 
we looked at different um, gender salaries. We gave people the option to identify uh, as uh, different gender types. And yeah, we paid close attention to that because I think that's very important in terms of what we're presenting there. And uh, unfortunately, we did find some some uh, gaps in terms of different genders uh, earning different figures. Um, but it's important to bring attention to that. I think it's really, um, it's an area that needs more focus, more attention. And yeah, that only gets the attention if people talk about it. So it's something that we've we've been keen to now bring to people's attention. So for the Salesforce administrator job title, typically uh, Salesforce administrators with two years of experience, two certs and earning 95K were identifying themselves as junior. That's uh, 95K plus super. So for any Australian figure I mentioned for permanent salaries, um, that will be plus super. For mid-level, four years of experience, two certs and 115K plus super in Australia and in New Zealand, 120K. Senior people identifying as senior typically had five years of experience, hold three certs and were earning 130K in Australia and in New Zealand, 125K. And lead typically had eight years of experience, four certs and in Australia, 140K plus super. Uh, Interestingly, to understand what people are looking for when they next move roles. So a typical junior in Australia is earning 95K plus super now, but we'll be looking for 115 when they next move role. So that that was uh, another thing we wanted to understand, not just what people earn now, but what they're going to look for when they next move. Uh, mid-level in Australia, people will be looking for 135 plus super and the same figure in New Zealand. Senior was um, uh, 140 plus super in Australia and 145 in New Zealand. And lead was 150K plus super for their next role in Australia. Now, if you're looking at the the survey, you'll notice that for some um, results, we're able to present AU and NZ figures. In other areas, we're only able to present um, AU figures. Now, that's just purely because we didn't want to provide insight into, or or we didn't want to provide figures for, for areas we didn't have enough data. So... And we wanted to make sure any any figures that we were presenting, we were confident in, you know, we had enough data to be confident in the the outcome that we were providing. For the gender split, so the there's a very slight difference, but any difference is uh, unacceptable uh, for average salaries for gender. So female average was 116 plus super and male was 117k plus super. And the average salary across the board uh, for Salesforce administrators in Australia was 116k plus super and in New Zealand, 120K. Now, obviously, bear in mind that's for all of the different levels. So depending on your level, um, it's probably more relevant to pay interest to the the different level averages that we've presented. On average, uh, there are bonuses being paid typically for mid-level 6%, senior 5%, and lead 7%. And the average Salesforce administrator um, number of certifications across the board is three certs. At the lower end of the pay scale, we found um, people to be earning 85K plus super. And at the highest end, we found people earning 150K plus super plus 10% bonus. And for contractors, we found people earning 1100 plus GST. One thing that we also wanted to understand for Salesforce administrators was if there was any difference on average of people from an IT background compared to people from a non-IT background. And we found that there was a slight difference. Um, So people coming from an IT background, the average salary was 117K and people from a non-IT background, the the average was 115K. So yeah, interesting to know there is a slight difference in people with, uh, with those different backgrounds. Moving on to the functional consultant role. There was uh, no difference in terms of average salary uh, for, for different genders. So um, for, for respondents, um, for the, the different respondent types we had, female was 138K and male also 138K. On average, uh, people identifying as junior 
had uh, 0 to two years experience and in Australia were earning 103K uh, in New Zealand, 85. Mid-level was uh, two years of experience and earning 121K plus super in Australia and 101K in New Zealand. For senior, five years experience, six certs, 144K plus super in Australia, 135K New Zealand. And lead was seven years experience and um, 156 in Australia and 125 in, in New Zealand, which is interesting. You know, we are just presenting the the, the data that we received. Um, so it's it's showing us that the average lead in New Zealand is earning less than the the average senior. Now, again, that's just what we've found from from the studies. There are a few things in there that you're like, I wonder how that's happening. The most common salary was 150K across all respondents, although that wasn't the average salary, that was just the most common. And the average salary in New Zealand was 130K, and the average in Australia was 138K, plus the average number of certifications was six. We also looked for functional consultants if there was any difference in salaries for people with specialism. So interesting to see that those with field service experience are earning on average 24% more than people without. CPQ experience earning on average 28% more. Those with industries, so Salesforce industry experience were earning on average 24% more. And Tableau CRM, 7%, Tableau, 7%, and Financial Force, 6%. We also looked to see if there was any difference between people from an IT background for functional consultant roles. Interestingly, it kind of switches around in this one. So uh, people with an IT background, 135K on average, and people without an IT background, 137K on average. Moving to the BA role, um, unfortunately, this was where we saw quite a difference in, in terms of um, average salary for genders. So female, 110K, and male, 124K. Like I said, it wasn't something we were happy to see, definitely not, but it's something that we definitely want to bring attention to and, and highlight. So that's uh, important to see. The average salary across the board for BAs um, in Australia, 119K plus super. The average salary in New Zealand, 110K, but the most common salary was 120K. For juniors, we didn't get many Australian-based Salesforce BAs uh, identifying at junior level. In New Zealand, the average salary for juniors was someone with uh, people with three years experience, two certs and 100K, mid-level, five years, three certs. In Australia, 115K, New Zealand, 120K. Senior, six years experience, two certs. In Australia, 140K. Lead, 11 years experience, one cert. Most of the people that we found to be at lead level were operating in a contract role, earning a thousand plus super. Moving on to the Salesforce product owner, product manager role. Again, we saw a, a slight difference in the, the gender average salaries. This time it flips on its head. So female average salary, 173K, male, 168K. And the average salary we found across Australia was 168K plus super. The most common salary was 150K. And the average number of certifications for product owners or Salesforce product managers was three. For the levels, uh, mid-level is six years of experience. People identifying as mid-level typically had six years of experience um, and hold one cert, uh, earning 158K plus super in Australia and 160K in New Zealand. Senior, um, people identifying as senior had on average seven years of experience, uh, 170K earning in Australia plus super and at lead level, eight years of experience, three certs and 207K plus super. For um, product owners slash product managers, um, on average, they're working from an office two days a week. The highest salary we saw for a product owner was 250K plus super plus 20% bonus. Um, and at the lower end, it was 105K plus 5% bonus. 
Moving on to the Salesforce platform manager role. Again, unfortunately, we saw a difference in the gender salaries for uh, the averages. So female, 140K, male, 156K. The average salary across Australia for platform managers is 146K. And in New Zealand, it's 145. And the, mo uh, the average number of certifications is four. For the platform managers, people identifying as mid-level typically had five years of experience, hold two certs, they're earning 140K on average in Australia. At a senior level, um, they people identifying as senior have six years of experience, four certs, 153K plus super, and in New Zealand, 145K. And then lead, 10 years of experience, six certs, 160K plus super in Australia, and 200K in New Zealand. The lower end of the platform manager pay scale, 100K plus super plus 15% bonus and the highest earning platform manager pay scale, 200K plus super plus 11% bonus. I think this is definitely an interesting one because the platform manager role can be very different. In one company, it can be someone operating as an individual contributor, the only Salesforce professional in the team. And in another company, they could have a team of 15 people working under them. So yeah, it's one of those titles that can really vary dependent on the company. The Salesforce developer role, again, unfortunately, a slight imbalance in terms of uh, gender pay scales, female 130K plus super, male 142 plus super. Um, the average salary in Australia, 138K plus super, and in New Zealand, 143K. People identifying as junior had two years of experience on average, three certs, and were earning 105K plus super in Australia or 96K in New Zealand. Mid-level, four years experience, four certs, 124K plus super in Australia, New Zealand, 140K. Senior, seven years of experience on average, six certs, 135K plus super and New Zealand, 128K. The senior average is lower than the, the mid-level average in New Zealand based on respondents. Yeah, just interesting to see. And then lead, eight years of experience, eight certs, 190k plus super in Australia and 143k in New Zealand. One point I want to make also about seeing that the difference in mid-level and senior mid-level, the average salary being higher, it just is interesting, right? You can't judge people based purely on years of experience and certs. I think, you know, it depends what they've been doing. Um, mid-level people might have come into the market and they're only, they've only been working with Lightning. If they've got less years experience, they might be, um, you know, absolute guns at Lightning web components. And some of the, the people in more senior roles that have been doing the things a little bit longer might not have done as much LWC as an example. Um, this is just me thinking out loud to see why there could be those differences. So um, yeah, this is really why we didn't want to judge things just purely based on years of experience and certs. We did want to see how people identify and, and typically what, what level of experience they have and certs they have, but we wanted to um, you know, look at different trends and see what was making salaries different and, and get a real average across the market. Uh, the average uh, number of certifications uh, for Salesforce developers was six. And also interestingly, in this one, we were able to break down quite a lot of different cities. So in Sydney, the average salary for a developer was 140 plus super, Melbourne, 134 plus super, Brisbane, 140 plus super, Perth, 153, and then Adelaide, 120. And then in Auckland, we had enough data to show 140K as the average. The lower end of the Salesforce developer pay scale, 85K plus super, and the higher earning end was 190K plus super plus a 15% bonus. The highest earning Salesforce uh, contractor daily rate that we had was Salesforce developer for 1300 plus GST per day. We wanted to identify 
if there was a difference between people that had worked in programming languages prior to being in the Salesforce ecosystem compared to people that have only ever programmed in Salesforce. And we saw that there was a difference. Um, the average salary for those with a programming slash development background prior to working with Salesforce was 143K plus super. And the average salary for those without a programming um, slash development background prior to working with Salesforce was 131. We were also able to look at um, the average salaries based on what those programming backgrounds were for people that did have a programming background. So the average salary for Java was 152. And, and this is the salary they're earning now, obviously. So just taking into consideration what was their background and what they're earning now. PHP, 164 plus super. Siebel, 147. Python, 135. PeopleSoft, 133. .NET, 140. And JavaScript, 143 plus super. Salesforce developers with field service um, experience are earning on average 17% more um, than people without specialism, 11% more for people with marketing cloud experience, and 9% more for people with CPQ. The average Salesforce developer contract rate is um, 1090, so 1090 per day. And in New Zealand, it's 1010, so 1010 per day. Moving on to the solution architect, um, again, this one uh, we saw too big a, a gap, or any gap is too big, but this one was a significant gap in terms of what male and female um, respondents said they're earning on average. So female 175k plus super, male 194k plus super. The average salary in Australia 188k plus super and respondents in New Zealand, the average salary was 200k. The most common salary was 190K and the average number of certifications for Salesforce Solution Architects was 11. For junior people identifying as junior, typically had four years of experience, hold five certs and running 155K plus super. Mid-level, six years of experience, four certs, um, 160K. Senior, nine years experience, six certs, 179K plus super. And lead, 10 years of experience, 16 certs and 199K plus super. The lower end of the pay scale for architects, we first, for solution architects, we found 155K plus super. The higher end, 240 plus super plus a 15% bonus. And the highest earning Salesforce solution architect contractor, 1600 plus GST. It's interesting because we see solution architects, some that come from a programming background, some that don't come from a technical development background. Um, so I wanted to understand, is there a difference in salary for people that are coming from different backgrounds? People with a programming background earn 189 on average, and people without a programming background, 188 on average. And the average daily rate earned by Salesforce Solution Architects on contract was 1250 plus super per day. And the average bonus across the ecosystem for Solution Architects was 10%. Moving on to technical architects, a little bit closer together in terms of salaries. So female, 185K on average. Mal 195, again, not good. Um, any difference is not, not right. The average salary across Australia, 192K plus super for technical architects. How do people identify? Mid-level, nine years of experience, seven certs, 185K plus super. Senior, 10 years of experience, 17 certs, 190K plus super. Lead, 11 years experience, 16 certs, 195K plus super. The lower end of the technical architect pay scale, 170K plus super, and the higher end, 250k plus 15% bonus and for contractors 1500 plus super, uh, plus super per day I believe 78% of technical architects are working for a partner and we found on average the fintech industry was paying the most for private sector industry end users for technical architect roles now some of the other um, skill sets or job titles we didn't have as kind of wide a questioning pool um 
we presented it kind of in, in a whole. So some of these will blend in together. The most common salary for MuleSoft technical architects we found to be 185K plus super. That's also the, um, the, the average, so most common and average. For MuleSoft developers, the average was 158K uh, in Australia plus super. And the average in New Zealand was 145K. For a senior developer, MuleSoft developer, the average was 165K in Australia plus super. And in New Zealand, it was 160K. Uh, MuleSoft technical lead, we found the average to be 157 across the board. And uh, in Sydney, 158K. In Melbourne, 155K. Based on seniority for technical lead, MuleSoft mid-level, 145K. Senior, 156K. Um, and lead, 163K, all plus super. For marketing cloud administrators, we found the average salary in Australia to be 130K plus super. People at mid-level were 130K and senior 140K. For marketing cloud developers, um, the average salary in Australia, 135K plus super plus 15% bonus. Um, New Zealand, 130K. Based on uh, seniority, people identifying as junior were 113K in Australia, senior 135K plus super. Uh, and then lead in Australia, 165K plus super, and New Zealand, 140K. Marketing Cloud Consultant, average salary across Australia, 135K. For mid-level, 130K plus super, and senior, 150K plus super. Marketing Cloud Technical Architects, the average we found in Australia, 175K plus super, plus 8% bonus, and the average for contract, 1350 per day. Uh, in New Zealand, we found the average to be 160K. Based on seniority for Marketing Cloud Technical Architects, mid-level in Australia, 143K plus super, senior, 170K plus super, and lead, 180K plus super. Um, average salaries across different states, we found Sydney, 168K for Marketing Cloud Technical Architect, and Melbourne, 170K plus super. Marketing Cloud Campaign Manager, average salary, 130K plus 4% bonus. Average salary in Sydney, 130. Average salary in Melbourne, 140. Uh, based on seniority, mid-level, 100K plus super. Senior, 130K plus super. And lead, 140K plus super. Marketing Cloud Solution Architect, we found the average across Australia to be 163K plus super plus 10% bonus. In New Zealand, 190K plus 10% bonus. Based on seniority, mid-level in Australia, 135K plus super, senior, 190K plus super, and lead, we only got enough data from New Zealand, which was 190K. For pre-sales architect, the average salary we found in Australia was 200, uh, 203 plus super plus 18% bonus, and in New Zealand, 210K. Program architect in Australia, the average we found to be 205K plus super plus 18% bonus. And in New Zealand, uh, 180K. Commerce Cloud Technical Architect average salary uh, in Australia, we found to be 210K plus super. It's definitely an area where there isn't a huge amount of, uh, of talent. And uh, yeah, so 200 is, uh, I know it to be a, a well-paid skill set. The big one, Certified Technical Architect in Australia, we found the average to be 258 plus super plus 15% bonus. And the expectation for, for when they next move role would be 281 plus super. Enterprise Architect, we found the average to be in Australia 220 plus super plus 18% bonus. And in New Zealand, 255. DevOps Manager in Australia, we found the average to be 175K. Uh, people identifying as senior, typically uh, averaging 160K and lead 180K. 
project managers, we, we found that most project managers that we surveyed, the results we found were that most of them were contracting. Um, in fact, 67% of, of uh, project managers that responded were contracting, earning a rate of anywhere between 1100 and 1300 on average per day. We found that the employer type most commonly offering stock or equity options to be private sector end users in the fintech industry, the employer type most commonly offering company vehicle, private sector end users in the health, pharmaceutical and life sciences industry, employer type most commonly offering relocation and visa services are Salesforce partners with more than a thousand employees, which uh, makes sense in my view. Um, they're the ones with the biggest teams often bringing people from their teams offshore. We found that 71% of companies are offering uh, their employees flexible working, 29% offer extended leave benefits, 16% retail discounts, 11% life insurance, critical illness, and disability cover, 51% parental leave. Seems uh, 49 companies need to uh, really think about how they're, uh, the, the benefits they're offering their staff in that, that sense. 28% mobile phone, 15% health, wellness, and fitness membership. 10% travel allowance, 41% employee assistance programs, 22% salary packaging, 14% stock slash equity options, which predominantly would be in that fintech space and uh, the startup world, 9% um, paid relocation and visa services. That's a really big one to highlight because we get a lot of people from overseas that are looking for sponsorship. Um, only 9% of companies um, are, are offering that. 31% um, offering benefits around personal development. 17% health insurance, very expensive in Australia, um, something that um, more companies could consider. 12% um, of companies are, are paying additional superannuation, and only 3% of companies are provided meals. Um, I don't know many companies out there providing meals. Um, you know, I know the big tech companies overseas do it a lot, but it's not common here, which the stats show. The employer type most commonly offering health benefits like dental insurance and fertility support is actually Salesforce themselves. They do an amazing job of that. Across the board, um, the average number of certifications is two. 33% of people are currently working fully remote. 28% do one day in the office. 21% do two days. Three days in the office is 12%. Four days in the office is 2%. And only 4% of Salesforce professionals in ANZ are currently doing five days a week in the office. That's everything. I hope um, there was something in there that was uh, of value to you. Um, like I said, I really do recommend you still have a read through, scan the document. Um, there's so much more in there that I've not been able to cover in this podcast, but that's worth reading. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to answer any questions you have. And uh, yeah, like I said, I hope it has been a valuable exercise for you. Um, more podcasts coming soon and uh, please keep on uh, tuning in. Thank you very much. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. And thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the chat. And if you did, please make sure you have subscribed for future episodes that are coming through. I would also be very grateful if you would consider leaving a review on your chosen podcast platform as five-star reviews will help us to reach more trailblazers from across the world. I look forward to sharing another episode with you soon. And thanks again.